Hey friend, and welcome to the Everyday Jesus Podcast, where each week we talk about how everyday life and Jesus are meant to collide. I'm your host, author, speaker, and nonprofit founder, Cassie Downs. Now before we get started, go grab a cup of coffee, curl up in your favorite chair, and get ready to dive into today's episode. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Everyday Jesus Podcast. Today on our episode, I am here with a dear friend of mine, uh, one of my favorite people. She is a music guru, a creative ninja, and singer and songwriter, Faith Schweitzer. Faith, welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Quite an intro. <laughs> it's so good to be here. Okay, so let's just be honest for a second with everyone and just tell them. Like, we were a couple <laughs> minutes into this thing and realized we did not hit the record button. <laughs> so, I mean, I had so we, much great insight, too. I man. know. So if this one's not as great, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was the first time, though. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Craziness. So, okay. So let's just kind of rewind a little bit, Faith. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking about when we realized we weren't even recording, we were talking about like how and when music kind of became a part of your life. So take us back there once more. Taking you back once again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah, I feel like we do kind of have to go back because kind of getting old over here, almost <laughs> 30 and no I mean honestly like music's been a big part of my life since I was just a young girl um <clears throat> probably around <clears throat> excuse me oh I don't know my life as a kid I guess which you know isn't super crazy but um I just would write about whatever the stars the sky you know anything and everything and it was probably silly but to me it was my, I was my number one fan, you know. <laughs> hey, I'm no, just but... impressed that at that young, you were actually writing songs. Like, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah. It was fun. And I just, for me, I think I learned that when I could put those two things together, writing and playing piano, and although I was very, very intermediate at all of it, um, it was just a way that I actually found I could express myself and communicate. And um, I was probably to most people more shy and reserved and and I'm still kind of like that somewhat but it was definitely a way for me to just open up and and definitely it became um, a time for me just to to kind of pray kind of like writing out my prayers as well because um, during that same time um, when I was eight my dad he died and so Obviously, for me, that was a really big thing that that was heartbreaking. And um, honestly, I don't, I think when I was, when I, if I go back there, I felt like I probably will never get through this. Like, that's what it felt like um, because I was, you know, I was a daddy's girl through and through. And that was just like my world kind of crashed. And probably more than people really know that that was so hard. And even looking back now, I think like, how in the world did I get through that? And I mean, really, honestly, I can just say God. And um, he used, he allowed music to just be that, I guess, the way of communicating, you know, to me and also me to him. And it was a way where I could just be open, um, even if it was, even if it was just my cries or my 
right. um, I don't know, my misunderstandings and not being able to understand why, why this and, and all of that. Um, it was just, it was a way that I could just talk to God. And, and I really feel like he brought a lot of healing, even though maybe at the specific time, it didn't necessarily feel like, oh, everything's just going to be amazing again. Sure. But I think definitely as I have gotten older, when I look back on those years, I see how influential they were to me. And, and I just love that God allowed that to be um, part of the healing, I guess. And yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> God is good, honestly. And I mean, just too, you know, at that age, you know, you may not have at times even kind of like you said, like even realized that that was the Lord that was really doing that. You know, for you, music was just something that you could kind of lean on, you know, probably not even realizing that that's something that was a gift, you know, that God really had given you in a way to, you know, deal with those kinds of things and different things. And like you said, I love how you talked about how um, it was just kind of your cries and, and your prayers that you kind of wrote out. And that's kind of how I am with my writing. Like a lot of times, if you yeah. read, if you were to pick up my journal and read my journal, it's, it's not just me talking about things. It's me talking to the Lord, you know, and I think we all have those little things that God's given us to use in that way. <clears throat> so that's yeah, super that's cool. So at what point do you feel like Jesus collided with your gift of music? Because there's a lot of talented people in the world, but not all the talented people in the world have allowed God to collide with their giftings. And so at what point would you say the Lord really collided with your gift of music? Oh, man. I mean, I don't know if I can pinpoint, I guess, a specific time. Um, I mean... Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like, I mean, from the very beginning, I feel like he definitely collided, but I would probably would say I didn't understand it until, goodness, a few years back, maybe. Um, mm -hmm. I think I'm reminded of in the Bible how Hannah prayed for her son and um, yeah. she begged and she wept and it was just, it was something she really wanted. But then when God gave her the son, she said, God, I'm going to devote him back to you. And I guess for me, I just, I want it to be like that. I want, um, this is something that God's given me, but at the same time, like, I want to honor him and say, God, I'm devoting this to you. And so that's how I just want, that's how I want him to collide with me. And music is, it's not really mine. Like he's given it to me to steward, but I truly think that the gift he's given me is not just for me. Um, and I just want to honor him with it. Yeah. Glorify him. And I think that's what we're all called to do. Like we all have gifts. We all have things that the Lord has gifted us with or called us to do. But ultimately it all comes back to, are we glorifying the Lord with it? Um, you know, and this is kind of off subject, but on subject. Um, <laughs> in that, there's a lot of times where, you know, we have these giftings and we're doing our best to glorify the Lord you know, through them or with them, but sometimes somewhere along the way, we kind of accidentally leave him out of it. Um, we get so busy and I say busy because that's true. We get so busy trying to do what the Lord wants us to do that we forget <laughs> to make him a part of it. Um, and so like we're, we're hustling and we're doing, and we're doing all those things the right way. But then we turn around one day and we're like, Whoa, like, 
I totally left him out of all of this and not intentionally. We just get so busy trying to do the things or make a name or do whatever. So how, how do you keep from doing that? And I'm sure you're not perfect at it. And I'm sure you've probably struggled with that as well, but how do you keep from allowing, I guess, your focus to kind of forget what you're doing it for? How do you, how do you do that? Oh man, I think we make things complicated a lot, but it really is just kind of the simple, like your time with Jesus, um, just your personal devotion to him. Um, whenever I spend time in the word and I spend time actually, um, I don't know, just telling him how good he is and worshiping him and, um, putting his word in my heart, I feel like my perspective is right and my focus is on him. And then because of that, I'm able to I guess, have the right um, attitude and perspective on this is a gift from God and I'm worshiping him and not the gift. But I definitely know what you're saying. Cause yeah, I mean, I've, I've been there before and, um, and it's easy to do just because like you said, you, you're in church every week, you know, for me leading worship and you got events, you know, here and there and you're just doing so much and you're like, God, I'm doing this for you. But like you said, sometimes you're just like, God's kind of asking, hey, like, slow down a little, and, and I don't know, I just want you to refocus on, on me, because it's, yeah, he looks at your heart, and so even if, even if you're doing all these great things, um, or, or whatever, you seem successful to the world, like, that's not how God um, measures your success, or, um, or even really views you, he looks at your heart, and, in your heart posture and if you truly are worshiping him, if he truly is on the throne. So yeah, I think for me, it's just having that personal time with Jesus and making sure that that's first. Um, yeah. As much as I love to worship through music, like sometimes I have to do that second, meaning, like I said, I've loved worshiping, you know, since I was a kid, but there's times where I know that if I, if I'm not careful, it can almost be a distraction just because I know that I can get caught up and not that it's a bad thing, but if I'm trying to replace, you know, just my personal time and growth with Jesus with that, it's, it's not going to go well. Um, so I just have to make sure that my focus is right. Good. I hope that was um, <laughs> No, no, totally makes perfect sense. Um, and it made me think, I was reading a book earlier this week, and I can't remember the exact line, so I'm going to totally botch it. But um, something along the lines of, you know, God wants us more than he wants our abilities. And, yeah. you know, I thought that's so good. And, you know, even in my ministry, like that's something that I struggle with a lot because I do, I get busy doing all the things. And so I just, you know, like you were saying, like, you just have to make sure that your devotion, your personal devotion time is like there and you're doing that and you're being devoted to him above all of that. And you're absolutely right. Sometimes it can become a distraction, um, guilty on that. But when I read that this week, it just really encouraged my heart because even though he's the one who gives us our gifts. Like, it's not about that for him. Like, he still wants us and our devotion to him more than he wants anything else. And right. I think sometimes we think that he wants what we have to offer, but really he just wants us. And once we yeah. give him our full attention, he lines everything else up for us. So, um, 
Next question I had was, do you believe music is the only form of worship? I do not. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think a lot of times, especially like in church culture, we kind of misunderstand what worship is. We just kind of think worship is the 20, 30 minutes that we sit there and sing. Right. And although that Done. is a part Check. of it. Yeah. <laughs> although that's a part of it, that's not really, that's not all encompassing. Like I looked up in you know, old Webster, just because I wanted to see kind of how he, she, I don't know, I think it's a he, right? <laughs> how he defined it, <laughs> whatever. And um, it said, he said, worship means to regard with great or extravagant respect, honor, or devotion. And I just love that because that's, that's what true worship is, is devoting, you know, all of your time and your gifts and your effort and, mm -hmm. and your all, like just a surrender. And when we realize that, we're like, oh, okay, that, that encompasses like my life, then not just like when I sing or worship in that aspect, but, um, you know, whenever I'm working, whenever I'm, you know, playing or, you know what I mean, yeah. doing, doing just hobbies or just out and about with friends or with strangers, like how, how are we loving them? What is our attitude? Like, how are we showing God that we honor and respect him? And um, I think if we are fully devoted then to him, then those things become, um, I don't know. I don't know if easier is the right word, but become just in your mind. You're like, okay, God, like I want to make sure that whatever I'm doing, I'm honoring you. Right. Um, so no, it's, it's not just through music. It's, you know, I think, I think about like my husband, Dustin, like he, he worships through his work. Like that is his form of worship. I worship through my writing. You worship through your music, but we don't just worship through those things. We worship with our whole life, you know, like um, every area. And this is something that I, I hound my kids and their little brains all the time is just that whatever you love, whatever you do, like that's a form of worship to the Lord or it can be. Um, you know, like my son loves to hunt and he loves baseball and all of those things. And he can still worship the Lord through those things. Um, it's just yeah. a choice and a decision that you make, but there is like, God was meant to collide with all aspects of our life. And so even in our worship, that's not just when the music's playing, that's when the music stops. How are you going to continue to worship the Lord with your life? Um, how can you worship him on the baseball field? How can you worship him behind a piano? How can you worship him behind a pen? You know, as a writer, I could write a lot of things um, that didn't worship and didn't honor the Lord. As a musician, you could write a lot of words that didn't honor the Lord or sing a lot of songs. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. And so I definitely feel like it's, it's a lifestyle. You know, it isn't just while the music's playing yeah. and, and I love worship and I love to listen to you. Um, but it, it goes beyond that. It goes beyond, you know, those 30 minutes of worship a week that we get. I mean, can you honestly imagine our lives if that's the only time we worshiped our Lord it was for a few minutes on Sunday? I mean, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I think that when you said all that, it just reminded me that like we all worship something, you know what oh, I yeah. mean? And and for your kids, just because we're talking about them, like they could worship baseball or hunting or whatever it is they love, yeah. but you can also 
use those gifts to worship God. It's just, it depends where our heart and our focus is. Yeah. So absolutely. And I feel like that's probably a big thing in our culture these days is like people begin to worship their work or their hobbies or their whatever spouses, whatever it is. Um, but when we replace that with the wrong things, like we're always left so unfulfilled and we're always let down and we're always bummed or depressed. And, and a lot of times, like we put our identity in those things and then we lose that and we're completely Mm -hmm. lost. Whereas when we begin to worship the right thing, the Lord, and we put our identity in that doesn't really matter what happens because we're safe in him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this brings me to John four twenty four, and I'm going to read it out of this itty bitty tiny print. So bear with me because I can't even find it. <laughs> <laughs> this Bible's prints like three. I don't know. It's super tiny. It says God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And I love this. And I did a little digging into this, but um, I'm going to let you kind of talk about what you think that means. I mean, I feel like it's just being authentic. Um, Like it's not, it's not just outward because it says spirit, which is inward. Um, God looks at your heart and I think he knows whether you're being sincere, whether you're being authentic and genuine. And, and I also think that, you know, your lifestyle will um, point to him if you truly are worshiping him. But, but yeah, I mean, I think that it just means that you got to be authentic and it's not about putting on a show or anything like that. Absolutely. Um, you said something there and it made me think, but life, our life reflects our worship. So whatever we worship, that's going to be reflected in our life. Um, that is so good. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Um, like I said, I did a little digging into this cause it's always been one of those verses that I'm like, what? (laughs) You know? (laughs) And so I kind of dug into it a little bit and, and you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. That's what I took from it was just that worship through our true selves, who we really are. Um, it's true worship of the Lord. Um, and that's going to look different for everybody. Uh, we're not all created the same. Therefore we don't all worship the same. And I think sometimes going back to music, I think sometimes in our culture, we get that vision that, oh, well, we all have to raise our hands when, you know, the music's playing, or we all have to dance around, or we all have to whatever. And, you know, if we're not careful, we begin to look at other people's worship and, you know, we look at that like, oh, they're doing that wrong or, oh, they're not, you know, but it really goes back to, like you said, your heart and the heart matter. And are you being authentic in your worship, whether that's to music, whether that's in your work, whether that's whatever, are you just being authentic in your worship of the Lord with or without music, just being authentic and being you. And I think that even to take it a step further is just to like, not judge those who worship differently than you do. Um, Do you feel like that's kind of an issue like in our churches these days? Like, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think that whenever you're defining worship as just having to do with music, then yeah, I think people kind of think you have to do it a certain way or, or, you know, lift your hands a certain way. Or, you know, I always loved Tim Hawkins and his little, (laughs) little (laughs) yeah, but it's just so true. You kind of, you do. It's like, 
And I mean, there are different, you know, we could talk forever about different um, kind of outward gestures and things like that and how the Bible does mm-hmm. talk on different points of them. But yeah. we're not the ones to judge on, you know, Cassie didn't raise her hands all the way up, you know, you know, whatever, big screen TV or something. <laughs> right. So it's like, I, I don't know. I don't, I think we probably place too much, too much emphasis on that. Um, and like you said, it's about your heart and, and God knows that. So I think he's the one that we need to truly be like asking God, like, how else, you know, can I worship you? Um but I also think that whenever you redefine worship, instead of people just Absolutely. thinking it means just music and music. go back to, you know, the respect and honor and devotion, um, <clears throat> then I think that people's lives, yes, will still look different in the avenues as far as you're going to have different jobs and you're going to have different friends yeah. and this and that. But ultimately, like, yeah, I think that as believers, what should remain the same is, is our love for Jesus and for people and um, just the word of God, how, how it already gives us plenty of, of things that we can do and things, you know, and just a bit in our heart and, and all of this. But I think that people should, should know that we're representing Christ. Absolutely. So, Despite what we do. Worship, yeah. That aspect, yeah. our worship should look the same, but definitely right in different ways as far as gifts sure. and callings and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. I said, I believe that we all have, you know, the same calling and that is to go and, you know, make disciples of all the nations and, and, yeah. you know, spread God's word and, and his love everywhere. But we all have different avenues by which we do that. Um, yours is music. Mine is writing books or speaking to people or whatever. Um, and so it's going to look different. And I really believe that in everyone's life, it's going to look different. If we all look the same, I think that would kind of defeat the purpose <laughs> if it all looked the same for us. So um, I'm going to ask you to be real right now. And I want to know when you watched Tim Hawkins' video. <laughs> Did you ever judge people while in church according to their hands? This sounds like a confession more than a question. Oh my goodness. But I mean, I mean it's possible that it's I was possible, right? Oh my gosh, that is so funny and so true. If y'all haven't seen Tim Hawkins' video on raising your hands in church, you are truly missing out. So go check that out on YouTube. You will judge everyone for the rest of your life. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, Faith, I appreciate you being here so much with us today and such a good conversation. And I know that people are going to be blessed by it and blessed by you. Um, God is truly doing some amazing things in your life. And I'm just excited to be your friend and get to watch you walk through those things. And I love you so very much. Um, But before we go, can you tell people where to find your music? Because they must go find your music and they must listen. <laughs> they must. They shall. <laughs> they shall. They oh, will. Um, yeah. So nobody can spell my last name. So <laughs> we're going to just say, if you search completely yours, that's the title of um, my worship album. And then just kind of keep looking through until you see my name on it. There's going to be some other names. But surely you can find <laughs> the one that says Faith Schweitzer. Um, 
it's probably the easiest. And if not, you can always check on, you know, Facebook and Instagram, go to my pages and I think there's a link on them <laughs> that you can <laughs> there find. There will be or, now. <laughs> yeah. Or message me, whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure out a way to get it to you. So <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so very much for being here, my dear friend. And I will yak at you later, girl. All right. Love ya. See Love ya. Love you. Bye. And that's a wrap on this week's episode. Make sure you check out CassieDowns.com to stay in the know about all the things happening with me and Everyday Jesus Ministry. Friend, I love you and I will see you next time.